0: Om du gillar den här podcasten och vill att den ska fortsätta så kan du välja att stödja den via Patreon. Om du gör det är du med i utlottningen av unika muggar som handmålats av gästerna. Du får nya avsnitt två dagar före alla andra. Du får lyssna på podcasten utan reklam och du får ett signerat exemplar av min bestoffbok Text med texter om popmusik. Som supporter på Patreon är du också förstås med på min lista över världens rent objektivt snällaste människor.
1: Hey, I'm Skinned. I'm at Frederik's flat in Stockholm right now and I make true crime music.
0: It feels amazing to have an international guest here. It's been so long. Yeah, and yeah, you've come all the way from the seventh circle of hell, I suppose.
1: Yes, from a very dark place. From yeah. a very dark place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, your, your, your birth name and your nationality uh, have been kept secret, so yes. no one really knows that.
1: Yes. And yeah, I, I really want to keep it that way. And or Sk- trying to keep it that way.
0: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> but Skind is both your name and the name of your...
1: Imaginary gr- your Your group. Or? No, it's no? A, obviously of my group too, but actually the name Skin comes from my imaginary friend who appeared when I was like three years old. Oh. And he's still here.
0: Okay, so but Skind is not a duo of consisting of of you and father your partner it is
1: it is because when I met my imaginary friend when I was three he introduced himself as skinned and he whispered all those horrible stories in my ears told me about like I think I was six or seven years old when I heard about Gary Heidnik for the very first time and he just showed me that there is not just good in the world but also bad and when I got older, I felt like those stories were so heavy, so I had to get it off my chest. And then I started writing music, and he gave me the idea to actually write lyrics to music. And then I was searching for a name, and I was like, why am I not just call myself skinned as well? Because skinned, when you say it, it sounds a bit like skinned. And it's actually a great name for a band that writes songs about shoe crime. I mean, skinned, to be skinned, my music should go under your skin. So um, that's where the name came to be.
0: And how did this imaginary friend appear to you the first time? You said that you were three years old.
1: I was three years old and I was in my room trying to sleep. I mean, the the childhood memories I have, he was sitting in, in a corner and he was pale skin, but he was same age as me. He was a child as well back then. And um, we actually grew up together and he introduced himself. And I was in the beginning, I was a bit afraid because I had this um, cassette tape playing like a, a child's uh, story and he slowed it down. So the actors or the, 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 the vocals were like super, super pitched down. And I was afraid in the beginning. But then I, I saw him and we started talking and he got my best friend. He's, he's my best friend since since then.
0: And you've slowed down or pitched down your own vocals on a lot of tracks. That, that, that was you... one of the main
1: reasons why I do that. Yeah.
0: But how did you know that he, that he was imaginary?
1: Because no one else saw him. Because I told my mom, "That's my new friend," and she was like, "Who? Huh? Who? Who? Where? What? Huh?" So yeah, that's um, that's uh, when uh, I when I when I felt like, okay, I'm the only one seeing him.
0: I think you mentioned somewhere that this happened around the time that your grandfather passed away?
1: Yeah, it was a bit later, to be fair. It was a bit later. That he passed away? That he passed away, oh. yeah. yeah.
0: And did that imaginary friend help you out in any way with your grief?
1: It did, actually, because he was there for me, because I'm, I'm, I'm an only child. That's what I can, that's, that's an information I, I, I want to share. I'm an only child, I have ADHD and he was the only one being there for me in really difficult times. And he was always there, he was always listening. And he was the one, you know, um, discussing all those true crime stories with me when no one else wanted to discuss those stories because I was still a child.
0: And the, th- the first true crime story that he told you of was Gary... Gary the one who who that? Uh, Heidnick,
1: uh, was that? Gary Heitnick was a serial killer from America, and he kidnapped six women and kept them captivated in a in a cellar. in a In a uh, he made in his cellar, he made like a hole and put them down there, and he just fed them like one bread or a little bit of water a day and they had this little TV screen and um, they, they um, um, he kept them like entertained with this little TV screen and one info that really kept or stuck with me was that he fed dog food to them but he mixed one of his victims with it and fed it to his victims because they saw an advertising on, on TV um, of dog food. And because they were so starving, they were like, oh my God, it looks so good. Oh my God, look at this. And he heard that. So when the, when when this one woman died, he mixed it together with dog food so the remains won't be found. And then he fed it to the victims.
0: And you heard this story as a, what, like a 10-year-old? Yeah, nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you take to that? You know, you must have been petrified.
1: W- I was I was and that's that's when I when I learned that I have to get it off my chest I have to write about it I was really really young when I when I started writing this notebook I'm always writing in um and yeah it was heavy it was it was I was too young actually because it did I couldn't sleep for days I was petrified I was like scared but you know
0: do you know why your imaginary friend told you all this, was it? To because help he you?
1: wanted to show me that there is not just we're not living in a pink world you know it's not just like beautiful and everything is like Disney World, but we also have like bad people in this world, and he wanted to put a light on it or 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 that I don't forget that there are bad people out there too, and not just you cannot just trust everyone it's just not possible so um That was the reason why.
0: So I guess you were super scared of being kidnapped by a serial killer when you grew up.
1: No, actually not. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously I had those dreams when I, I had one dream when I was a child, maybe I was 10 or 11 and I dreamt about walking into a forest and someone would kidnap me and would murder me. That was one of the dreams I had, but I was a weird kid. I mean, come on. Reading true crime stories or hearing true crime stories in that age is kind of weird. But I could handle it somehow.
0: What were you like in school?
1: You know, I had ADHD, so I wasn't really focused. <laughs> <laughs> I was hyper, really hyper. And uh, I, I, I lived in my own fantasy world. I didn't have a lot of friends, besides my imaginary friend. And um, I was all by myself. I was a loner. I was a loner. But I was happy. I was I was happy.
2: Hello, <laughs> hello. Is there anybody in there?
3: Just not if you can hear me. Is there anyone?
1: So this is comfortably known by Pink Floyd. Come on, come on, now. I picked this song because I grew up with Pink Floyd the Wall. Comfortably Numb is one of my favorite songs because it just speaks to me. It it it, it makes me really emotional, gives me a lot of goosebumps, and I think that the guitar solo is one of the best guitar solos ever played.
0: Does your imaginary friend still appear to you?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's here.
2: He's here. Oh. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from In Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
4: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Is he happy with?
1: <laughs> he is. He's, he I sh- should
0: have given him some coffee, but I.
1: No, he's fine. Okay. He Doesn't like coffee. Um, no, I mean he he just follows me around. He's there for me. He didn't like um, he didn't like the festival, though. It was too loud for him. So sometimes when I play live, he doesn't he doesn't appear. Yeah, because you you just,
0: just played at the festival in uh, mm-hmm. France or in uh... no,
1: in Czech Republic.
0: In the Czech Republic, I, I
1: can't. Um, it was Prague, but it was another city. I can't really pronounce. So it was out of Prague.
0: And that was your first show for a pretty long time.
1: One and a half years. Yeah, I couldn't play live for one and a half years, and Rock for People was the first festival we could play finally again. Yeah.
0: I saw some pictures from the festival with people wearing your makeup and mm-hmm. the audience.
1: Yeah, that was, <sighs> it's still new to me. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not really long in, in this business, so I'm not used to have people really following me or supporting me or doing my makeup. And when I saw it, I was like, it's amazing. It's like, you really, you really move people and people really like you. And, That's a great feeling. After a long time not performing, you know.
0: When you first got together with Father, your musical partner, Mm -hmm. did you come from the same kind of musical background or was he more into heavy metal than you or the other way around?
1: He was a little bit more into heavy metal than I was. But we had the same interest and that was true crime. I mean I met him in Australia at the Bush Party. a Bush Party. A Bush Party. I Wait, think that's which what is they, out
0: in the wilderness.
1: It's in the wilderness. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You you get like an invite and then you go there. And then there is music playing and drinks and people and everyone's dancing at the beach. It's beautiful. And um so I was there and I saw a guy on a rock at the at at the ocean or at the sea, and he was rocking back and forth like this, super weird. And I was looking at him, I was like, huh? You look weird, but I, I need I I need to get to know you. So I was approaching him and sitting next to him, and I introduced myself and he was like, I knew that we're gonna meet. I knew that. i and I felt this connection as well. When I saw him rocking back and forth, I was like, there's some kind of like a connection already there, and it's weird, I never felt that before. And the next day, we went to the studio. We talked about true crime. We went to the studio, and we started making music. And that was a match made in heaven.
0: Was he wearing or in hell? <laughs> was, he, was he was he wearing his like uh, fully covering um, leather no. mask at that point? No, no, he no. wasn't.
1: No, that was my idea because he doesn't want to show his face. So I had the idea with the mask. And I was like, "Why don't you just wear a mask?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's actually a cool idea." And I was
0: like, "Yeah, I mean." Why so it's simple. Why the name Father?
1: That's how he introduced himself. He was like, hey, I'm F. You can call me Father. I was like, okay. At the cool. Bush Party. At the Bush Party. Oh, yeah.
0: And how long ago was that, the Bush Party?
1: That was 2016 when I went to Australia. Yeah.
0: You mentioned that the name Skin is a reference to getting under your skin with the music, mm, but mm. Of, of course, it's also a common thing in. Movies about serial killers, that they skin people. Exactly. Uh, It makes you think of Silence of the Lambs.
1: Leatherface.
0: Leatherface. (laughs) And um, just skinning people is... um, There's this Swedish band called Dismember, who, um, like a death metal band. Mm -hmm. And they they put out their debut album 30 years ago, back in 1991. And they they had copies seized by, by the British Customs. Mm-hmm. And the distributor was prosecuted. There was this obscenity trial, and the customs were upset with a track called "Skin Her Alive." Oh wow! Which was based on a real murder case here in Stockholm.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: Someone in Rinkby, a suburb north of, north of Stockholm, k- killed his wife and uh, skinned her. Oh fuck! So they wrote a song about that, and it was uh, considered. Uh, it was it was considered obscene by the you know. The cost, the when, when was the that? What, that what? was back in 1992, I think. Yeah,
1: and I think that the time wasn't the right... I think that wasn't the right time to actually make music about true crime. I mean, there was that other band called Massaker. Yeah. They wrote songs about Jeffrey Dahmer and, and they had those concept albums where they were actually just talking about, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example. But it wasn't the right time, I guess. People weren't ready back then.
0: Well, not I for music, like, but there was this music. huge, like, pop culture... It was, but that's of, why of, of it's, so interesting.
1: it's so interesting that the music... It wasn't the right time for the music, but for everything else, you know? Well, like the horror movies or the, 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 the true crime uh, books came yeah, out back then. Everyone was
0: talking about serial killers back yeah, exactly.
1: then. Exactly. But the music, they weren't ready for music. It's kind of weird, though. Still is. Some people aren't ready for true crime music, that, which th- is weird. I
0: think maybe that's because people still assume that... If they hear a singer singing about something, they think that that person is kind of promoting what they're singing about. But we're not. So, you know, they, um, that's why Marilyn Manson got into trouble Exactly after Columbine, exactly. which you did a song about. Yes, Columbine, the, yes. Columbine the Columbine school shooting.
1: Columbine school shooting, yeah. You know, imagine if, if,
0: if Manson had done that back in the 90s, he would have been crucified.
1: But I really liked that the, the, the movie um, Bowling for Columbine. When Michael Moore did the interview with Marilyn Manson, and Marilyn Manson said one thing like f- pretty straight up, if they would have listened to Britney Spears, would they have, would they have done the same thing to Britney Spears too? Probably not. And that's that's so weird. Just because we make dark music, it's not that we, you know, support those acts. No, not at all. Like Columbine is something I. I, I it's disgusting that this is still happening, in my opinion, that the gun law hasn't changed. And it's like it was 1999. Nothing has changed. It's still the same. And that's, in my opinion, that's that's kind of, I don't know. I, don't, I can't find it, but it's kind of disgusting to me that people are like ignoring the fact that guns just kill people. And it's not just for safety. It's just stupid, in my opinion.
0: Guns don't kill people. Rappers do. It was, was an old <laughs> <laughs> song, and yeah. I, I can't remember the, the artist. Um, but anyway, your, your video for the song Columbine, mm-hmm. which you shot in black and white, was very beautiful and sort of reminded me of this Gus Van Sant movie called Elephant, the which Elephant, is also exactly. about yeah. the same shooting.
1: Yes. yes, that was also an, an, an influence as well. Um, you know, it, it, was, it was a really tough, song to write. Also to produce a video too. I mean, I have 95 different versions of Columbine. We worked on this song for maybe a one and a half years.
0: And how, how do those versions differ? What parts of the song did you feel? You know, like I'm the da-da-da-da
1: sure changed a lot. I wasn't sure if I really want to do that.
0: As, as a chorus?
1: As a chorus. Um, the verses changed. I had more lyrics, but I wanted to break it down. I didn't want it to have too much lyrics in it because this case speaks volume if you read Columbine everyone knows what you're talking about and I was like why I, I don't want to give away too much information it's it's enough what I actually have in the lyrics right now but we changed it like the music changed the drums changed and the chorus changed everything the intro changed we didn't have the kids in the intro we didn't have the the the, the school clock you can hear that like this ringing we didn't have that um it's We just changed it a lot. And we wanted to change the topic as well. Because there was another shooting. Now it's embarrassing because I don't remember his name. It was 1961. It was the shooting, the university shooting in Texas, where this one guy went up to uh, the university tower and he was shooting down. And that was actually one of the first um, school shootings ever happened. And before I was like, maybe... Maybe I want to write about this because it's l- it's longer gone than Columbine because columbine is still feels new to me, but then I was like, no, fuck it, I'm going to do it.
0: What's weird about Columbine is that you know the Virginia Tech massacre was a lot worse. a exactly. l- lot more people died yeah. but people don't you know, didn't leave the same kind of um, no footprint in no. history. no columbine is f- still feels kind of sensitive because it is it was such a shock.:
1: Yes it is i mean yeah it's 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 weird because also like i mean i don't want to talk about the shooters or name them but i mean both of them have mental problems teachers were aware of that no one was doing anything so this is running up that hill by cape bush it doesn't happen. songwriter I adore the most she's one of my favorite artists um, great great woman great music um, I grew up with this music I grew up with this song still is one of my favorite songs and I have it in my recently played like forever <laughs>
0: Your latest song is named after Michelle Carter, this Mm. American teenager who um, encouraged her boyfriend to commit suicide by texting him Mm. to his cell phone until he gassed himself in his car. Um, And you quote her text messages in the lyrics. Do it early, do it now, and Mm. I love you, now die. That's really really scary
1: (laughs) it is it is scary uh when i read those texts or when i heard about that case and i read those texts i was i was like how how why how can you text someone to kill himself i mean you it's it's a really modern case you know this could have happened couldn't have happened in in back in the 80s because smartphones weren't invented and the purpose why I wanted to cover that 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 song or that, that case or translate that case into music was words can kill. She was she's not a murderer in that like John Wayne Gacy or or, or, or Catherine Knight or whatever. But words can kill. And mental health is something we need to talk about, I
0: yeah, feel well like. she was also his girlfriend. He,
1: She was. She was. And she, she, he was, she was trusting her as well. Yeah,
0: and she was the only one who really re- listened to him. And mm-hmm. she, he felt that she could relate to his mental problems because she had um, like an eating disorder.
1: Exactly. She so, was, so they were She super was close. mentally ill as well. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of information about that case. And I mean, I, I investigate those cases like into details. And yes, she was actually trying to get him out of it. But she turned. She turned and then she encouraged him to kill himself. And she had a chance or she had a choice. She could have called his mother and tell her what's going on, but she didn't. And that's that. that that's why I was a bit like, <sighs> she's not that innocent, how she played in court. You know, She she had the chance to actually... Call his friends. Call his mother. Call his family. I don't know. I don't care. Call nine one one or whatever number you have to dial. Um, or maybe,
0: or, or maybe she really felt that you know suicide was his best option. You know, maybe she really, really felt that you know you will be more happy this way.
1: Mm. But yeah, it's
0: it's still it's it's <laughs> you know, for me. That's it's what horrible, I'm saying. But it's you know but maybe th- she really felt that she was helping him.
1: And that's I think this is. This is one of those cases I will never have an answer. Why were you doing that? Why? Why? There is no proper reason to do that. There's and she never talked about it. She's out of jail. She had her jail time, which I feel like too short.
0: Yeah, well, she, she got like 15 months for involuntary yeah, and manslaughter. She, yeah, and
1: then she was in for like 12, got out. Now she's living her best life. Great. I don't know if she's living, that's, that's sarcastic, but I'm I'm just saying, like, I I don't think that she's living her best life. And I I feel actually kind of sorry for her too, because her life's fucked.
0: How much sympathy do you, like, develop for these people who's, a lot of other people called monsters? When you read about them, do do you feel sorry for them sometimes?
1: Sometimes, yeah. It's. I don't want to say, I don't want to say I sympathize with them because that's the wrong word. I feel sorry. I feel sorry that they had, I mean, some of them had a brutal childhood, uh, were beaten or were, you know, were sexually abused or, or whatever, or neglected or whatever. But it was their decision to do what they did. So I can't feel sorry for that. It's interesting what they did. It's, it's in some kind of way, it's fascinating but I, I can't sympathize with it. It's it's sad that maybe they, they had a chance to actually get better if they would have help or they, they would get help, you know, or professional help. But in the end, it was their decision. And some of them are really ill and they really don't get it because there's such like psychopath that they, you know, in, in the brain, you have those you know those parts where you have the empathy and they just don't feel empathy so they don't really know that they're doing something wrong and that's kind of it's 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 hard to understand that as a normal person but that's something really hard to you know to ignore because if they don't have this empathy how would they know what they're that they're doing something wrong you know, and that's where I start maybe sympathizing with them a little, because they they don't know any better. They they just don't know, and they're still humans. Maybe horrible human beings, but they're still a human being. You know.
0: I know that you played a new song the other night when you played at this festival in the Czech Republic. Um, a song called John Wayne Gacy, yeah. who was this American serial killer. Who also worked as a party clown?
1: Yes, he was. Uh, he, he, he was Pogo the clown. He Pogo the Mr. clown. Pogo the clown. And he um, used to perform at, at at charities or at kids' birthday parties, which makes it super creepy. And he was he was a well known member in the in in the in the community. Everyone liked him. No one actually wanted to know what he's actually doing. And he killed thirty three boys. Um, kept them in the um, the, not the cellar It was the oh, I have it in the lyrics um, Basement? The basement No, it's the, the, the Crypt the, 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 mm. Oh wow, that's embarrassing a Cave it's, it's not It's like underneath the house But it's not a cellar It's like In the beginning of my mind What was it? but it, let's call it a dungeon <laughs> yeah, no it wasn't the dungeon but it was like it, let's call it a cellar and he put them um, underneath his house and the neighbors started smelling something and they were like that's kind of weird But they weren't doing anything and he kept doing what he was doing so yeah
0: and then in prison he did a lot of paintings yeah. of counts of him,
1: and of himself of
0: himself yeah, yeah. and they, they sold for i know that johnny depp bought one i think
1: oh i don't know they um, he he did
0: yes i I think so they uh, were quite popular in the 90s because
1: and he actually made profit with it it's it's kind of weird to do that but you know i mean i know that jonathan davis owns the screwdriver of gary Heitnick. you know the screwdriver he put into their ears to actually make them like the um, how you say that the the eardrum yeah he too, so they don't hear when he's coming down the stairs. He
0: pushed the screwdriver into their ears yeah. to make them deaf? Yeah. That's awful.
1: Because they could hear, because he was listening on top of the stairs. He was listening what they were talking about. And then he he, he heard that they know when, when he's coming down and he didn't want it that. So he wanted to make them de- deaf? Deaf, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sad. So Jonathan Brutal. Davis from Corn owns mm-hmm. that screwdriver. Yes, and you worked did. with the yeah, Jonathan Davis. Yes, that I did. It was one of the first things that you did. How did yeah. you hook up with him?
1: That was actually, it was a coincidence, which I, I don't believe in coincidence. I think everything is planned, That what, what's happening. But um, we had a mixing guy called Eric Gracie from LA. And father was sending those songs to him and he was mixing it, but he was working with Jonathan Davis that time on I think his solo album and Jonathan Davis was in the studio and he was listening to those songs and he was like who's that girl who is she because he's a huge serial killer fan or fanatic as well and then he listened to Gary Height and he was like, okay, that's his favorite serial killer, which I don't like to say it's your favorite serial killer. It's kind of weird he to say that. He was a super fan. Yeah, he was a super <laughs> fan, which is super weird to say, but whatever. And he was like, oh, that's the most interesting case for me. I want to be part of it. So he emailed father and asked him if he could be a part of it. And we were obviously saying, no, you can't. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> and, it was, and and I remember I was uh, I was shooting Eliza Lamb back then, and he called me and he was like, you know who wants to be a part of your music? And I was like, who? And he was like, Jonathan Davis. And I was screaming. I was like, holy, that's a, a dream come true. Because he's one of my idols as well. I mean, I really look up to him.
0: Do you collect serial killer... Stuff yourself?
1: No, I don't. No. And I don't want to.
0: That's kind of a weird market because you can, you can buy stuff on the internet that I uh, Yeah.
1: I, I, a friend of mine, he uh, helped me uh, get into the dark web. I wanted to do that by, all by myself because it's kind of.
0: How do you, you get into the dark web?
1: I, you need to ask my friend. He has this special browser. So we went there. We just were like exploring. And you can even, you know, buy body parts as well if you want to eat them. You can just buy it in like a supermarket. You can just buy a feed, You can buy a hand. Oh, whatever uh, you want.
0: And what's like the tastiest part of a human body?
1: I don't know. I haven't tried it.
0: <laughs> ne- ne- neither have I. <laughs> it's weird to say that. I've, I've read interviews with people who have like tried eating human flesh, and they yeah. always say the same thing: that it tastes it sounds like...
1: like pork. It smells like pork. No.
0: Oh, really? Well, uh, the ones I've heard all say that it tastes like chicken.
1: But what I heard is people saying it's, it smells like pork, but whatever. <laughs> I don't want to try it. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Another one of your songs is about Elisa Lamb, mm-hmm. this Canadian woman who was a tourist in Los Angeles and disappeared from her hotel.
1: Yes, in 2013. And yep. what happened to her? Um, what really happened to her, we don't know. It's still a mystery. It's an unsolved case. Um. My theory is that she played the elevator game. There's a Korean elevator game where you pr- uh, press the, the numbers like four, two, six, two, ten, five, one, and on the tenth floor. Four, two, six. Four, two, six, two, ten, five, one, and on the tenth floor. Like you do, like floor four, floor two, floor four, two, six, and then on the tenth floor, there is a lady appearing. And you're not allowed to look her in the eyes because she's taking you into another world and you won't ever get out. And that's my, um, that's my theory because she ended up in a water tank and it's still
0: on on top of the building, on top
1: of the building. And you need a special, there are so many weird facts about this case. I mean, you need a special key to actually go up to, to the, to the rooftop. She didn't have that key. Um, then the, the, just the, the, the door from the water tank, just to open it all by yourself. Come on. She was such a skinny girl. How how could she do that? So she needed help. She needed someone opening up for her, but it's still a mystery. But she wanted to get out. She had, you you had like scratch marks of her nails. She really wanted to get out. So... What really happened, we don't know. But the Seasal Hotel is a mystery itself as well. I mean, the Black Dahlia happened really close to the to the Cecil Hotel. Richard Ramirez planned some of his murders there.
0: The Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. And you wrote a song about him as well.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, Richard Ram- Ramirez was one of the first ones. I finished. Because I I, sometimes it's hard for me finishing songs because of my ADHD. I like to start new projects and just go on with it. And then Father sometimes comes to me and he's like, "We still have some songs to like finish." I was like, "Yeah, we have to." But yeah, Richard Ramirez was one of my first ones. So this next song is the dying cast uh, from Enigma um, Michael Cretu is, is a genius in my opinion Enigma was I believe one of the first new age music came out in the 80s already and to me this is timeless music this album is from 2017 I believe a great album we need to listen to that
0: I used to listen to his wife, Sandra, a lot. Like, Sandra, I, th- oh. I think she sings on a lot of the Enigma tracks as well. I love she, she had this track called I'll Never Be Maria Magdalena. Yes. that was huge when I was in yes. high school.
1: Yes, yes. Oh, Sandra, she has such a special voice. Do you know that album of him?
0: Uh, no, I, I've never heard this album. It's called "The Fall of the Rebel Angel,"
1: which is a reference to Lucifer, I suppose. Exactly, and you need to listen to Amen with Ankylo. I, I guess you call it Ankylo.
3: It's it's, it's
1: it's it's super emotional, beautiful. Also, the video beautiful.
0: Murder cases mm-hmm. or other kinds of cases that you've tried to turn into songs but failed to. Uh,
1: anders Breivik.
0: You tried to do a song about the Utoya massacre.
1: Yes. Oh. Uh, but I failed. I couldn't. I. Uh, you know, when when kids are involved, and it makes me now really emotional. When kids are involved, it's really hard to write a song about it. It's it's uh, one of the saddest cases, and it's it happens like it it was. Not long ago, and I tried to write it because it's still so heavy. It's this case is so heavy, um, and it I also
0: differs from a lot of the other cases that you've written songs about in that it's it was politically motivated. Yes. It wasn't just some no. act of lunacy. It was, no, you know, political it was a
1: political. Motivated. It was a terrorist act. Exactly, so. and um, this one is a hard one. Yeah, yeah. Also, Albert Fish. Um, he was a a, a a killer as well. Um, he killed children as well, and it's super hard to write about it. Like young children being killed is just. Also, I I tried to 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 um, write a song about Chris Watts, who killed his wife and his two daughters and threw them down the a uh, an oil tank. I don't know if you heard about no, that. I it happened heard in about America, that, no, no. and and it, it's a really weird case because he was so. His wife and his children, um, he killed them. But the next day he gave an interview and he was like, oh, please come back home and please just please come back home. I, I really miss you. But he actually killed them a few hours before, which make it even more creepy that, you know, like, you know that he killed his wife and children and then gave an interview being like, oh, I miss you guys so much. And then he wanted to start a new life with his mistress so yeah but maybe one day i i just need this click i need this this one idea and then it just it it, i just go with the flow
0: but if if you're too shocked by it like in the utoya case it's not just
1: shocked it's being emotional it's being too emotional and when i'm too emotional i can't just stay with the facts then i get too emotional and then i want to like you know put into the lyrics like, I want to kill you, you fuck. But I can't. I, that's not... I'm, I'm, I want to stay true to the facts and I only want to sing about the facts and not getting too emotional about it. What about
0: writing songs about like, non-violent crimes like credit card scams or embezzlement no. or tax fraud? No. Like true white collar No crime music? No. No.
1: No, no. it's... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it just... You know, did that... It depends. It really depends. If it makes me creative, I will write it. But about tax fraud or something, like, pfft, no, it's, it's not that brutal. B- maybe
0: too common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of people doing that, you know, how many songs I have to write about those people. So, sp- speeding
0: then. on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten any reactions from people who have been involved in any of the cases that you're saying about? No. Because that's been a problem in the US, I know, because there's like a huge true crime explosion. Mm -hmm. There are hundreds of podcasts, a lot of documentaries, and sometimes the victims' families feel that they've been exploited by some TV company Mm -hmm. because they they don't agree to an interview, but still there's a huge documentary Mm -hmm. and there's really nothing they can do about it.
1: No, I haven't been contacted yet. But as I, I said before, um, it's just funny that a lot of people tell me that I'm tasteless for making music about it, but Netflix make producing like a super big documentary about it, making a lot of money with it. And that's okay. It's just... Yeah. Also, yeah. also,
0: it's not as if you're the first artist to no. sing about murder. No. If you, if you look back, songs about real murders have been around for centuries. Yeah, you know, it's uh, exactly. like the whole murder ballad thing from the 19th century Exactly, but bas- basically the same thing that you're doing now.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I don't really see what what's the point here. <laughs> Maybe it's because I named the, st- the song title after the killer or the victim. Maybe that's super sensitive for some people or super triggering for some people. But I feel like... It's about Richard Ramirez, for example. So why would I call the the song "I See You in Disneyland"?
0: Maybe they get upset by the fact that you know, and th- this is something that I guess makes you kind of unique. You you know, skinned is bas- basically a you know a, f- a fantasy. You 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 have a secret identity. You don't really exist, but the people in your songs do exist. They do, yeah. Normally it's the other way around. It's a real person singing about fantasies, but this mm. is a Fiction singing about non-fiction. I never actually really uh,
1: looked at it like that. Like you just said it. It makes total sense. Yeah. Funny. I never really thought about that.
0: I I really enjoyed your song about Jim Jones, Mm -hmm. the the pastor or cult leader who was head of uh, the People's Temple Movement, this socialist church in Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Yeah, And they moved to... um, Guyana. Guyana. And they committed mass suicide in
1: 1978. Yeah, with cyanide. Leverate cyanide, they drank it. Drink it, drink it, drink it. That's what he was saying. Drink it. Drink it now. Do it. Come on. Do it now. And they were doing it. So, also a super sad case when you think about it. And cults still exist. Cults are still here. Cults are all around us. I mean, you can just look at Scientology, for example. Still happens. Still is here. And uh, it's still something that... um, it's still a mystery to me. But if you get brain brainwashed, like hardcore as Jim Jones did, maybe I would do it as well. I don't yeah.
0: know. It's funny. Right before you arrived today, I was looking through my, my book about the Black Dahlia case. Mm. I found this flyer from the Church of Scientology. No <laughs> way. I, so I must have been reading that book when I was in LA. And then someone handed me a, a, like a Scientology <laughs> flyer mm-hmm. here. Come That's in. for you. you. This is a personality test, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, please don't, no, mm, don't want that.
0: So speaking of cult leaders, you still haven't touched on the most famous serial killer, at least in pop culture, Charles Manson.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that is he like too?
1: No, no, not at famous all. Famous or too? No, but I need to be honest with you. I haven't really had an idea yet. I don't know how this song's gonna sound like. I have you know when I write songs with father I have this this idea in my head I can hear it you know I I have it I have it in my in my my brain and then I I'm just singing it but I I I can't really hear anything for Charles Manson yet He's I been mean,
0: mentioned in so many songs. It's it, he's really yes, been done to death, you
1: yes, know, in, in rock music. And I feel like it's no need for me to actually cover that case. It's it's a really interesting one, but I think because I don't feel the need to actually cover it, maybe I didn't have that idea yet.
0: Also, the Manson girls are way more fascinating than, than yeah. he was. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he wasn't the killer, actually. You know, they were. But I, it's I, it's interesting because they he used them as an instrument, and they were doing what he was telling them. With all the LSD and all that brainwash talk he did. Um, but he's an interesting, he's an interesting, uh, or he was an interesting human being.
0: I have a friend who, like a couple of years ago, when, when the Tarantino movie came out, Once, Once Upon a Time, a time, time in Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. he, he did a phone interview with Squeaky, who was one of the Manson girls. Yep. He, she wasn't involved in those murders back Uh-oh. in 1969, but she tried to shoot Gerald Ford. Exactly. The, the U.S. president mm-hmm. and she spent like a couple of decades in jail and then she came out and now she's still like out there preaching Charles Manson's um, environmental message, you know, mm-hmm. taking care of nature and saving the earth.
1: Yeah, but that's not a bad thing.
0: No, that's not a bad thing. She told my friend that, well, you know, what Charlie and I were trying to do back in the 60s was exactly the same thing that Greta Thunberg is doing now.
1: Uh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, well, mm, That's still a well, great quote. Well. Ah,
0: I know, well, well. With, with a capital W. Yes, yes, <laughs>
1: yes,
3: yes, yes. yes. <laughs>
1: yes um so the next song is Burcage by holding absence I got introduced by it because I was nominated for best newcomer artist um and they were actually winning another category and I saw the live stream and I was immediately a fan of it because the singer has a beautiful voice and I love those um, I love those songs it's
0: great songs and they're from Wales.
1: I think so. I'm not really informed about them, but I just like the music. And this one, this song is on constant repeat, love that song. And he can really sing. I When he's playing live, great voice. And they're not really famous yet. So I thought maybe I, I want to talk about them. They're cool. Maybe one day we can call up a collaborator. <laughs> <laughs> maybe.
0: What kind of music are serial killers into? Because if you, if you watch movies, you get the impression that they're very much into classical music. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. It's
0: That's almost a- as if, you know, in movies... It's not rock music that turns you into a a, a motorist maniac. It's classical music because they're always very sophisticated. And I'm not sure if that, you know, if the Hannibal Lecter stereotype is true.
1: But but it's... It's I think it's so classy <laughs> That's and
3: it, classy. it's yeah.
1: classy it's it's like you know have you have you watched uh, the, the 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 series as well with uh, Mick uh, M- 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 Mickelson no, what's his name yes Mats M- M- Mickelson
0: Mats th- Mickelson yes yeah.
1: I mean this guy embodies this kind of like classic with you know with the nice suits and then he's listening to chess or classic music and then he's preparing his meal This is an image you can sell, you know? This is something people really adore because it's this great guy, looking good guy, but super dark. And I think that's what we're drawn to, because it's those opposites, you know. When you if they would if they would picture him in like a cellar and everything is like super gross and everything is full of blood and I don't know, and he looks super creepy and not not, you can't sell it. But this is an interesting image. I feel like, and that's what people want to see. No.
0: Yeah, but it's not necessarily.
1: No, it's not know, true. true. It's no, 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 no. So. But it's that—that's <laughs> yeah. what you can—that's what you can sell best. Yeah. But it's not the truth. Obviously not. I mean, look at, for example, Armin Meiwes. I don't know if you know him, the, cannibal oh, the from German Rotenburg. cannibal. Yeah,
0: yeah. I th- I, 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 I really mean, li- I enjoyed the the Ramstein song.
1: Same, mein Teil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great song. But I mean, if you if you if you see the, the I, I saw some um, uh, police uh, um, uh, the photos they took from the, the crime scene. If you imagine, that's how it looks like.
0: And it didn't look like Mats Mikkelsen.
1: No. No. It was gross. It was But yeah, this is how it really looks like. That's the truth.
0: Darn cannibals. Why can't they just be more sophisticated?
1: Yeah, yeah like, come on. Be more classy. We don't ask for much. We just be more classy.
0: <laughs> do you think it's healthy to be really, really obsessed with serial killers?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
0: So where do you draw the line?
1: I don't. I really don't. I mean, I, that's why I think I, I, that's why I have to write about it. That's what I said in the beginning. I have to get it off my chest. And that's how I can, you know, cope with it uh, better, I would say. But I don't think it's, what's healthy and what's not, it it depends on, on every individual. I don't think it's healthy to be constantly investigating those cases because it's super dark but somehow i'm able to do it and i'm still here and i'm still sane somehow (laughs) sanish sanish yeah but um yeah i mean who am i to judge i don't know
0: yeah you told me that jonathan davis had kept the screwdriver of um
1: yeah, and he's a, he's a cool dude. I mean, yeah. he's. he's I
0: can I can kind of relate to that. You know, I could imagine myself collecting serial killer memorabilia, but I, I'm also I don't really want to become that person.
1: Same, um, that's why I. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I it's interesting to actually hold it, and you know that, for example, Gary Heidenic with the screwdriver. You hold it, and you know what was that, what he was doing, but I don't want to own it.
0: I read somewhere that the true crime genre is mainly consumed by women. Yeah. Uh, apparently, seventy-five percent of the listeners who turn to true crime podcasts in the U.S. are female.
1: Mm-hmm. Funny that m- the main listeners I have are male. Wow. And female? Yeah, I have more male listeners than female listeners. I, I was surprised Kristen, about it, uh, it too yeah. because I know about that fact too. So, that, so wh-
0: wh- why do men like true crime in music and women prefer true crime in podcasts?
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, maybe because I'm a girl and I sing about it. I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I get the fascination. I get why women read about it. I mean, I, I have a lot of friends and they're all like, oh my God, it's so interesting to read about it. And mostly of them are women.
0: Someone wrote that women might be trying to develop survival skills by listening to true crime podcasts. Yeah. They they worry about you know serial killers or violence. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, maybe we're like the this this typical victim. You know, like female is more like it's it's the wrong thing to say, especially nowadays. But I feel like women. Get more, are more like the victims of a serious, you know what I mean? Like, we have this, like, walking home at night, for example, as a woman, you always turn around, you're always like, I'm a bit afraid. And maybe that's where the fascination comes from because you're sitting in your bed or you're laying in your bed and then you read like the true crime book and you know nothing's gonna happen to me beside in my fantasy when I think about it maybe I get murdered or well, whatever but you're in your safe space and you read or you watch the documentary and you're like no I'm, I'm fine but when you go outside and you walk home in the dark you're like oh, maybe there is a serial killer somewhere
0: and that's kind of sad because statistically yes men are way more likely to get murdered or not raped maybe but you know victims of violence
1: exactly yeah yeah
0: but guys are stupid. So they get super drunk and they walk home and they go like, you know, whatever. I'm okay. <laughs>
1: <I'm> whatever. <laughs> They'll
0: just drop their pants and, you know. Yeah,
1: whatever. <laughs> whatever.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: what kind of fans do you have?
1: I don't like to call them fans because it, it makes me, I don't know, it makes me kind of like okay, fo- fo- followers. But like, I would I would say supporters because they support me from the beginning. Um, I have all kind of supporters. Like, um, I I really don't know them personally, but I I uh, I'm in this fan group. Uh, we call them the Skinny kid. The Skinder They're, kids. The Skindikid.
4: The
1: Skindikid. Oh. Skin skindicate, Yeah, uh, and um, it's the it's the supporters group or the fan group of uh, skinned and it's all kind of people like in all age and, 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 and female, male, whatever, it's um, a lot of them are just normal people and that's, that's I, I really like that. It's like, um, bef- because before I was like, maybe it's maybe I'm going to get a real backlash because what I'm doing writing music about true crime but those people really get it And I love that, that they get it, and that they support me from day one. But I can't say, like, okay, I I don't know. They're normal people to me. Do you sometimes
0: worry that some deranged super fan will kidnap you and throw you in a pit and be like, it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again?
1: uh, Yeah. (laughs) That would be so sad. (laughs) This is super sad. Skin got kidnapped. (laughs) Fuck. No, um... Um I, I try not to think about that. <laughs>
0: Maybe you shouldn't.
4: No, no. I shouldn't.
3: <laughs> well, a in pace,
2: of I
1: so the next song is Billy Billy Idol, Flash for Fantasy. I started listening to Billy Idol again after the American Horror Story season nine it was 1984 or 1986 and they're playing that song and i was listening to that song, and i was like fuck yeah that's such a great song
2: oh yeah so when will you call i'm experienced oh yeah
0: So what's happening with the Skind in the near future? You will be back here in Stockholm in February.
1: Yeah. Ho- hopefully. To play at Nalan. Yes. Yeah, we're going on tour next year. Finally. Um, I mean, we're working on the live show. I'm writing new music. Um, and that's what I'm up to right now. But I'm really focusing on the live show because that's really important to me. I, I don't want to let down my supporters and um, and I have time now, you know, I have a lot of time right now to actually focus on live show and writing. And that's what I'm doing. I would love to actually play more right now, but it's just not possible for me.
0: Are you doing a video for um, yes. the John Wayne Gacy track? Obviously,
1: yeah. Already did it.
0: With you as a clown?
1: Mm, nope. <laughs> no I, I I really don't want to give away anything from the video because it's still a surprise and it's going to be something really new to skinned it's um it's different to any other video we have done before that's what I can tell you or that's what I can give away yeah
0: I noticed your Mickey Mouse tattoo
1: yeah, I got it new because I love Mickey Mouse. But this one I did because of Richard Ramirez, because of the song, because I sing I'll see you in Disneyland. That's what he said when he went to prison. He said, I'll see you in Disneyland.
0: It's, it's so weird because the f- first person I, I knew who had a tattoo, I grew up in Linköping, a town south of Stockholm. And one of my friends got himself a tattoo back in 1987. Mm-hmm. And everyone was talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. some guy got a tattoo. No oh, one had wow. tattoos back then, wow. and he, he he had Mickey Mouse on the exact same spot on his mm, arm. No way! So it's so weird to see.
1: It's like a a a, a, a sketch of Mickey Mouse. It was a it was a, a drawing, like a sketch drawing.
0: Is he your favorite comic book character?
1: Yeah, yeah, M- Minnie and Mickey Mouse. I love it. But also, like, I'm I'm a huge fan of the. Of the um, uh, of Alice in Wonderland because the story is just so weird and so like this psychedelic story like it's
0: so druggy it's
1: super druggy and um, the, the the cat what's her name the Cheshire Cat oh huge fan when it gets weird I'm all for it I'm like if it gets super weird and druggy <laughs> that's that's that like the Wizard of Oz. I mean, that's my so
0: favorite movie. I love it. But I, I sort of rediscovered it when I was in my late teens after watching David Lynch's Wild At Heart, which oh. is so there are so many connections between The Wizard yeah. of Oz and Wild At Heart.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So I haven't um, really watched it, but I know about it. <laughs> but The Wizard of Oz, yeah, obviously, yeah.
0: What, what are your favorite tour movies?
1: Oh, there are a lot. I mean, I saw what you had there the, 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 the Texas Chain with Soccer
0: yeah the, the old
1: the, the old one Voyager's i would love copy. to watch that or yeah rewatch it because i already saw it but um my favorite horror movie there are new ones out there i, I don't know if you saw it the, the hereditary, hereditary
0: hereditary yeah
1: dude that one when she loses her head and you're like but it's like in the middle of the or in the beginning of the movie and you're like Huh? I thought she's the weirdo and then she loses her head Um, that one was really really nice Um, I love all American Horror Story seasons huge fan of Ryan Murphy like this dude is just a genius I like the original Ring movies there are some Japanese horror movies um, better than the Americans in my opinion they're more brutal they're more like Real?
0: Have you been asked to appear in a horror movie? Oh, I would. That I would, would totally, be perfect. Yeah,
1: I've never been asked to, but I would totally do it. <laughs> I mean, if Ryan Murphy would come up and be like, "Do you want to be a part of American Horror?" Story? I was like, "Yeah, sure." Come on, hello. No, um, yeah, I would totally do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's hope someone asks you. Yes. Thank you for coming here, Skind It's been a true pleasure to have Thank you here. Thank you
1: so so much and, for um, having me.
0: Keep. Up the evil workers don't <laughs> no, no, come off.
1: keep writing true crime music
0: oh yes that's what i meant
1: <laughs> that's what you meant <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you so much
1: thank you so so much thank you Man, joy. Man,
0: joy. den här podcasten producerades av daniel beckstrom för leon media skind var hemma och strage.